welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 289, a textbook opening day Tennessee turkey. And I am your co-host and the guy who has pieced together a last-minute out-of-state trip. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who just got back from Turkey Tour 2020, which was a great time filled with Spam Witches. Mm. It was a new delicious meal I've incorporated into the diet, especially during COVID when you can't go to restaurants. Mm. Some PB&Js and some fried, fresh fried wild turkey. Mm-hmm. So, I like it was that a good trip, part of it. I know you're looking forward to your trip. I am. And yeah, I'm jealous. I'm very, very jealous. So I am headed back to, so for you guys listening, I know you don't know because this literally has come to fruition in the past four days, five days. And so I am headed to Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan. And so I'm actually going back to Wisconsin and Minnesota, and I don't normally do that. Usually once I hit a state and I've killed in that state, I'm done with it. But those of you who've been listening to the show for a while know that when I went to Wisconsin and Minnesota, I went by myself. And the goal of the Super Slam that I'm trying to finish is not just for me to finish, but for my entire group. And so that means that I have to go back to Wisconsin and Minnesota since I'm the only one who killed there so that we can get Chip and John turkeys up there. Yeah. Well, it's generous of you. I know you probably just won't even buy any tags and you're just going to be wandering along helping them, right? I probably will just stay in the car while they go kill. (laughs) Yeah. You'll just, you'll, you'll glass from the road for them. Yep. Well, you yeah, better believe I'm buying a license. I mean, he's such a generous guy. I just can't believe it. Well, okay, so I am generous, but I will yeah. promise you this. If three turkeys walk up, I'm generous enough not to be the first one to shoot. Yeah. Is the strategy going to be you and, say, Chip hunt together and then Yankee John goes out by himself? Or are y'all all three going to literally hunt together? I don't know. So we're going to have one vehicle, Mm -hmm. and that one vehicle will obviously have all three of us in it. And so what I'm thinking is that we'll all three go to an area, and, you know, if there's two birds gobbling in two different locations, we'll split up at that point in time, two and one. And so I probably will just send John with Chip, and I'll go off by myself. That'd be the best thing to do. Oh, wait. That's not being very generous. So... Yeah, we'd, we would split off, Chip and I would go, and then John would go after yeah. a, the second bird. So Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's probably what we'll do. Yeah, this well, is a little different strategy for us because it's usually four of us on these trips and just, you know, no no fault of his own. Brian has some things he's got to tend to around town, and so he's not going to be able to join us, so... Well, be three on this trip. I'm looking forward to it. So 
it's going to be a good time going back to where I killed in Minnesota, going back to pretty much the same area in Wisconsin, and then we're going to, I think, hit the UP of Michigan. And we may change that. What, is the, what does the UP of Michigan mean? The Upper Peninsula? You got it. Interesting. You know their season's open until June 7th this year? And actually, that is not even in the UP. That is in... The whole state. Well, no. In the UP, their season goes out the end of May. So there's huh. one part of the state that season goes out June the 7th. Wow. So that's pretty strong. That's late, man. I that wish... That is late. If South Florida was open until, you know, June 7th, I'd go. Oh, God. That's late, man. That's brutal. South I Florida think, in June? Woo. I'd do it. If I was down there and could hunt turkeys, man, I'd do it. But if Tennessee went till June, I, I don't have a doubt in my mind I could get on a gobbling bird in June in Tennessee. I've seen them strutting before. Oh, it's not all on. They're all gobbled out in June. They're gobbled <laughs> they're not out. gobbled out. They're dead. They're gobbled <laughs> out in the 1st of April. I see them strutting with hens and I hear them gobbling in February and late January. They're all gobbled out by then. Yeah, no, they're not. And they're still not gobbled out. They're turkeys still with hens around here. I mean, we we got plenty yeah. of time in Tennessee, even though we go out on Sunday, which is my countdown for the week. So we are three days, 23 hours, and 29 minutes to the end of turkey season in Tennessee. But the mm. birds will still be gobbling after that. Yeah, so you're you're gonna have your bottom lip poked out here before too long, but and actually, my bottom lip's been poked out. You're done anyway. I think I'm. Don't say trying, it too loud. I'm trying to figure out how to get one in on Memorial Day. <laughs> Nobody on the show tell anyone else you know, because we don't need word spreading. No one tell anyone. This is all on the <laughs> DL. Trying to get to Minnesota and kill before Andy and his buddies get there. Make sure I shoot at three or four before I get one. Yeah, and me being the <laughs> genius that I am, have already shared my Minnesota spots with Cameron. So, yeah, if he gets there before yeah. me and wipes out some turkeys and I catch wind of it or see pictures, he may not make it back to Tennessee. Yeah, well, lucky for you, it's one bird limit. And if I do go, sure. I might save that spot for y'all maybe maybe not oh no, no 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 there's there's plenty of area up there yeah it's a pretty place yeah and yeah one bird state too so i feel like there's i feel like that's a good late season place because of the one bird state you know they hadn't been whacked on too hard mm -hmm. even during a covid year well if you get up there and kill out in the first 15 minutes which you probably will <laughs> because of the awesome spot i've pointed you in the direction of then you can just come on and join us in wisconsin that's right that would be you'll be an hour and a half away that would be fun and it'd be on the way home that'd be an absolute blast we might see if that could happen we'll see yeah we'll cool. see but i am sad I, i'm not gonna lie i'm very sad because season's closing i'm i'm not gonna lie the last couple of days of turkey tour 2020 i was kind of like all right i'm worn out it's about time but after one night of good rest, I'm like, okay, I got another 50 days in me. How, yeah. I need to get back after them. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> yeah. And it's awful. Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to put this trip together is because I didn't want to be done. And we are 310 days, 11 hours, 45 minutes, and 6 seconds away from the beginning of spring turkey season in Alabama. And I can't wait that long. Uh, like, uh, excuse me so I can go throw up real quick. I'm telling you, man, it's brutal. <sighs> it's awful. I'm going to yeah. have to do some fall hunting this year, try to try to learn more about that. I had a fun experience last year during the fall and just something to get me through. I mean, nothing's going to compare to spring. I know that, but something's better than nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, I know y'all are going to have a fun trip, and uh, I think we got a pretty good episode today. I, I know who the star of the show is, Mr. Gobbler. And yes, indeed. I happen to be behind the gun on this one flying solo so it's a i think we're gonna have a good one for everybody it's pretty interesting audio at least to me i liked it i'm looking forward to picking your brain a little bit more about some of the backstory of this hunt and so that'll be that'll be kind of fun yeah but 
Before we jump in that, we have really just one piece of housekeeping to do, and that is that Cameron and I still do not have a winner. Oh, Lord, yeah. Of the one-of-one custom box call by Preston Pittman, because Cameron just rolled into town here about 24 36 hours ago, something like that. And he and I need to really coordinate and go through all of these entries together and pick out two, three, four, something like that, narrow them down, and then get them even more narrowed down to two, get Preston on the phone and let him pick the big winner. So hopefully we can do that before next week. Yeah, that would be ideal. And so, I mean, if somebody out there, you still hadn't submitted for the owl hooting contest, natural voice only, and send it to us through our social media feeds. I'm at the Godfather49 on Instagram. You can get Andy at I Am Turkey Hunting or the Turkey Hunter Podcast on Facebook. And then Twitter is at Turkey Hitman. Send us your natural voice owl hoot. It's going to be over very soon, but so this might be the last chance you get at it. But, you know, turkey season for us is a pretty busy time of year. And so we are going to get this contest done with hopefully by next week yeah turkey season is busy and then when you factor in that mortgage rates are <sighs> around three percent on a 30-year fixed rate well, luckily went, stock market's been nice and easy on everybody <laughs> yeah stock market's kind of turned around here over the past month or so though so that's yeah. been good but yeah it's been it's it was a very very busy spring turkey season for me work and turkey hunting and i didn't get to no i'm not crying by any means because i had a a really good productive season but my morning hunts during the week didn't last as long as i would like them to have obviously but they didn't last as long as i normally would have because i had to get to work every day and you know again i'm not going to complain because i know due to the circumstances of covid and all that other stuff that's going on that you know a lot of people are not working still to this day are not working and i'm very blessed to be in an industry that was deemed essential and to still be working and not only that but to be very busy and so i'm counting my blessings not rubbing that in anybody's face by any means but it was a very busy spring and made it a little bit difficult to, you know, do some of those, I would say, secondary tasks that needed to be done, you know, like yard work, picking a winner of the owl hooting contest, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, so, still enter. We'll probably be picking it next week. Got a few more chances at entering. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you have a matter of probably a day, day. or two. Yeah. Yeah, not much but time. By Sunday, it probably needs to be in. Yeah. So, that's great. So, that's the only piece of housekeeping that we have, isn't it? I believe so. Just a reminder to everyone that you can purchase this episode if you want to hear the ending to an eventful Tennessee turkey hunt for $1 or 99 cents. That makes you feel better. And if you want to have this episode and all the previous episodes, which is enough content, for you to listen to an episode pretty much every day until turkey season next year, then you need to subscribe. It's 18 bucks, and you're going to get your money's worth, no doubt. So that's just a reminder on that. We do have the single premium episodes, and you're going to want to hear the end of it. Let's hear the beginning of it. Let's hear it. So, so lead, us, lead us into this now. All right. So opening day in Tennessee, I was in quite the quandary, and I was wringing my hands all night and texting you and calling my turkey hunting mentor who I grew up turkey hunting with and calling everybody I knew and getting their input. I had three two-year-old birds that I had seen a couple days prior, and they seemed pretty nomadic. They didn't like to roost in the same area. They seemed to move off. But then two days before season, I heard a bird in an area that I thought might receive more hunting pressure. And so I thought, I wonder if I need to go kill him. And I could not figure out who to go after because I don't know why, but the one bird really had my heart. I got to watch him strut in the tree and everything. I could just tell he was gorgeous. So I finally decided that I was going to go there and got there early morning. It was 
a small parcel of land, very small, 75 acres of huntable land. Mm-hmm. And I got there probably two hours before daylight. Wow. Park the gate, sit there, sit there. There's no reason trying to take a nap. It's opening day in Tennessee. I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm drinking my coffee, pacing around the car a couple times. You know, I'm just ready to go. And, you know, I get out, load my gun, thinking, all right, I need to walk in here. I'll get in there, you know, 15 minutes before daylight. It'd be perfect. Just listen on this ridge. He's going to gobble. I'm going to go kill him. About that time, truck comes roaring up, pulls in right next to me. Dude gets out, starts getting all his stuff ready. <laughs> mm. Walk over there. Hey, man, how's it going? You uh, planning on hunting this 75 acres with me? Yeah, man, I'm planning on hunting right back there. Like, all right. So typically I would have left and gone somewhere else just because that's how I am. I, you know, it's his woods apparently, but whatever. But this particular instance, I didn't really have enough time because he pulled in so late in the morning and the bird that I'd heard the day before was not far from the gate. So I didn't have a walk. So I didn't really have enough time to get somewhere else by daylight. So I just kind of told the guy... You know, hey, 75 acres, just be mindful that I'm out here. I know you're out here. You know, make sure before you shoot something. And if you're set up and calling to the bird, I'm not going to interfere with you, like get between you or anything like that. But it's a small parcel. So we're going to be in close quarters, most likely. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, he was nice you know uh, everybody i came into contact with that's done this where they just come hunt right there with you has been nice it's not like they're complete jerks this year but they do just you know that's their spot you know and they're gonna hunt it (laughs) apparently so i just kind of laid it out there told him that said cool man sounds good see you in there all right great so walk in i just pretty much decided you know i'm gonna hunt as if he's not here, you know, I'll be mindful safety wise that he's here, but I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna set up between him and the bird and let him call it past me and let me kill him. You know, I'm not gonna do anything like that, but it's such a small parcel. There's no way we're not gonna both be calling to the gobbler. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like, I, I got here first. I feel like I have the right to, to be in here and call it this turkey, you know? So. Yeah. It's not my typical MO, but that's just kind of what went down. So we'll get in there and bird gobbles. Actually heard two different birds gobble. One was on the neighboring property. One was in huntable property. And so I move over there. The other guy, it would have been kind of like a triangle. He's to my left. He set up in the little food plot field that's there, put out his decoy, and he starts, you know, yelping. And then he starts playing a bunch of gobbling off of a loudspeaker. So that was great. And that Is that sounded... legal in Tennessee? No, definitely not. So I didn't think so. Yeah. Okay. So, so you got that going on over there. It really sounded unnatural because if that had been a real turkey, I mean, my gosh, he was hammering because the guy just had it on like repeat, just like... <laughs> I mean, it, it was crazy. That's the way I would play it. <laughs> man i had some experiences this year i mean it's just like it's crazy but anyway so this dude's over there gobbling his butt off and yelping you know as he's yelping you know i mean it just sounds like chaos going on in the in the food plot over there so i kind of look at you know i'm like all right well this is good the turkey's definitely not going to go to the food plot now Mm -hmm. so i'm going to go set up in the woods with him so i went and get in the woods and he's gobbling pretty good and I know he's flown down by the time I get to an area where I want to set up. And so I wait to let him gobble again. He gobbles on the ground. And so I move up and I sit down. And that's where the audio is going to pick up. You're going to hear me kind of scrounging around. I'm sitting down. And you'll hear me start out. I'm just purrs and clucks and scratching the leaves. I mean, it's opening day, so I could call pretty heavily. But, you know, I don't know if this turkey has a hen with him. I don't want to, you know, make her run off with him because i've honestly had more times than not when i start out aggressive with a hen she just takes him the other way yeah and so i figured i'm just gonna start out soft i can always get louder so i start out soft and he gobbles at me and you'll hear i immediately it's not me scratching the leaves i get up and move a tree closer 
and call again. And he gobbles and I get up, run a tree closer. I did this two or three times. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the old adage that you taught me, Andy. I asked you, I believe episode, the 100th episode spectacular when I interviewed you. Mm -hmm. One of your biggest pieces of advice for turkey hunting is get one tree closer. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how many birds that's taken out for me. Yeah. And so, I mean, when a bird gobbles, you know his exact location or pretty close. So I was ready to move because I knew my initial setup. I thought, you know, this is good. I could kill him here. But, you know, if I can get 10 yards closer, that's 10 more yards. He doesn't have to come. Mm -hmm. So when he gobbled and I knew, okay, he just gobbled, I have room to move. I sprint up, sit down, do it again. He gobbled, do it again. And I just crept, you know, kept getting closer and closer. So finally I'm in a great setup. I'm on top of a ridge facing down into a bottom and he's up on the next ridge. So where I am now, I know, you know, because I don't hunt with decoys, I know that I can call and he's going to think the hen is right on the backside of the ridge. That's why he can't see her. And so he should come to investigate. So I felt confident my setup at the, at the point in the audio where you hear my third sit down. So I commenced to calling, scratching the leaves, those kind of things. And you'll hear what happens. All right. So you guys listen in closely. And we will see you on the other side. See you on the other side.
All right. So, obviously, got it done. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My favorite part is, you know, he gobbles there pretty close. And then I went completely silent till I shot. But there before, between when I called the last time and when I shot, he gobbled and you can hear it. It is in my face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, If you listen close, I'm pretty sure you can hear him walking in the leaves because I shot this. I shot him at 12 steps, maybe. And he was strutting, drumming, and gobbling the whole way to that point. I mean, I could have shot him earlier, but he was coming so hard still. I just was enjoying every second of it. And it it was awesome. I mean, it it cannot get any better than that. And so what turned out, the bird I originally had gone in there after was the one that was on the neighboring property. He had all the hens. This was Uh, a satellite. Beautiful two- to three-year-old bird and gorgeous i mean he had a rope on him i mean thick beard and nice spurs you know inch good sharp spurs but as soon as i killed him and i'm sitting there with him just hanging out you know enjoying the moment the other one started firing off with the hens i called they started calling at me we're kiki and back and forth and then i was like i need to get the heck out of here or i'm gonna call up you know the other guy's still down there gobbling like, I don't need to make this one gobble anymore because, you know, he's down there. I can't, you know, he probably can't hear I'm gobbling because he's gobbling so much on his radio. But, you know, I don't want to give him any upper hands here. Yeah. So How far away was he from you, Where you, from where you killed the bird? So he was, if I had to guess, 250. Wow. I mean. And you could hear the gobbles? From, not once I got all the way to where the bird was. Okay. So. I could, where I started out, you know, I hear the the real turkeys start gobbling. And so I'm, you know, looking at my map thinking, all right, here's where you, you know, kind of getting my, my strategy together. And then I hear that thing crank up <laughs> hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, that's not real. That is definitely like a electronic caller or I think he was literally playing it on like a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. It, like, that's what it sounded like. But I just mapped it. He was 200 yards from me set up in the food plot. You, do you think that maybe he brought his keyboard out there and was kind of like Ross on Friends, was just playing the keyboard and had it programmed to play turkey sounds? It's about <laughs> what it sounded like. I wish that the audio would have picked it up because you'd have had a real kick out of that. I mean, I, I like... I've heard things this year I just can't explain in the woods. Yeah. I heard the guy who did an owl hoot with a crow call, that that blew my mind. That made me want to gobble because, I mean, you got a crow and an owl going in the same time. I mean, that right. is, I mean, what a locator call. Yeah. I mean, you, caw, 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 caw. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't make you gobble, I don't know what will. A coyote doing the same thing. If you could have a crow and coyote combination. But in an owl sequence. And do the owl sequence. It's foolproof. Oh, you know what? We're editing that out. That's going to be our product that we're going to come out with. There you go. And make a fortune with. The the coyote. Oh, yeah. I like it. The coyote. So, yeah. I heard that. This guy with his Bluetooth speaker uh, gobbling his butt off. That was pretty fantastic. So anyway, it was a great opening morning. You know, oh, it kind of. Yeah. I've had a lot of experiences this year where I got really frustrated in the morning by something like that, and or other other things happening, and I got really frustrated and down. And rather than just pack it up and head in, I persist. And literally every single morning that that's happened, where I got had something come up that really frustrated me. I ended up having a great experience in the woods. Not saying I killed one every time, but I ended up having a great experience when I persisted and still went. Yeah. And this was one of those times because I could have very easily just been like, well, screw this. This dude just showed up and he's going to go hunting here with his Bluetooth thing speaker. But, you know, I knew the bird was in there. I beat him to the spot. I had the, honestly, in my opinion, I had the right to be there. He had every right to be there too, but I just think it's public land courtesy 
to whoever gets the gate first. If it's a small block of land, they get to hunt it <laughs> for turkey. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't necessarily know so much that it's just public land courtesy. You know, it should apply for private land as well. Yeah, hunting clubs, yeah. like you said, with your place. And, yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I personally feel that the courtesy in turkey hunting is really dwindling and it's making me very sad because i haven't had these issues in past years yeah and this year it just seems like there's a, a much more of a mentality from people that they're out there to kill they don't care who's around they don't care if you have a good experience they're out there put a bird down and throw it up on their facebook you know it, right. it's that's just what it feels like to me it, it's no longer about you know hey my fellow hunter was here first i'm gonna let him have his great experience i'll move down the road but yeah. you know whatever i had a fun hunt it turned out great beautiful bird i mean for me i know everybody has kind of their ideal hunt but for me in the hardwoods without a decoy calling to a turkey who's answering me every time and then i get to see him strut and drum because it's kind of a dead wood still early season where you can see him the whole way in Mm-hmm. For me, that is the hunt. Like, you know, I kill birds other ways, but that's the one that it's like, that's the one that when I have a dream at night, that's what I'm hoping happens, you know? Yeah. And that was what happened. You know, he read the script just right. Luckily, he didn't have hens. He was ready. He was willing. And I got to watch him gobble, drum, strut, half strut, walk in. I got to see the whole show, enjoyed every second of it, and I'm glad I had the audio running so you guys get to enjoy the sound portion of it with me. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, I think, and and I'm going to ask you what you feel like the key to that hunt was here in just a second, but, you know, I think that one important thing that you did during that hunt that needs to be talked about, needs to be noted and discussed, is when you sat down at the first tree, scratching the leaves, called... You got up and you moved to a different tree after the turkey gobbled and you realized, okay, I can get closer. He's not going to see me. Yeah. You sat down, you scratched in the leaves and you called. He gobbled again and you realized I can move again. He's not going to see me and you moved again. That is as real as it gets. Because wild turkey hens don't just stand in one spot for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour and go, yep, 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 cluck, cluck. Cluck, cluck. They're moving. Their their heads are moving left, right. They're looking all around. While they're looking, they're calling, they're listening, they're walking, they're scratching, they're feeding. And you put on, in my opinion, the best impersonation of a live wild hen. And I have to say that I would have fallen for it too if I was a gobbler. Yeah, I mean, moving up... A, gave me better positioning, B, got me closer to the bird, and C, as you said, made me sound more like a real hen. I don't know how that could be a lose situation. Yeah. So, you know, next time I do it, I'll probably bust him. He'll come running instead of, you know, he'll gobble and then run 100 yards in five seconds. But I I don't think I'm going to have that problem. Well, and, you know, it's a risk you run, but... That is why you don't have your entire season banking on one bird. That's why you have 15, 20, 25 turkeys marked on your map. Yes. Located that you can go to if you do happen to bust one. Yes. And, you know, I'll say this, especially after the hunt I played last week. Even if you do bust them, your hunt's not over. Yeah. If you just sit back against the tree, take a nap for 30 minutes, and go walk the direction that that turkey ran or flew, and blow your coyote, crow, combination owl call, or even run a turkey call and get him to gobble, you're back in the game. Yeah. So there's there's worse things. There's worse things than being aggressive when it comes to your position. Now, yeah. I'm one who generally takes a much more passive calling strategy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and when it comes to getting in position, I'm pretty aggressive in that yeah. respect. So the position is more important than the calling, in my opinion. It is. And you can be the best caller in the world. If you set up poorly, you're not going to kill many turkeys. Yeah. And that... 
it's just, I don't know. I sat down because I didn't really know his perfect location when I first sat down. So I started calling and he answered me. You know, a lot of people, I feel like when he answers you, they think their immediate thought is like, all right, he's on his way, you know, but I knew I had some time. He answered me from 200 yards. He can't see, you know, I can only see a hundred yards. I got a little time, move up, call again. He answered me. He had not moved, move up, call again. He answered me. He's moving closer. So now we're set. Mm -hmm. So that's how it went down. I thought it was a great hunt. I couldn't ask for much more on opening day in Tennessee. Ended up having an insane experience with my brothers a couple hours later on another bird where we got to just see it all. And sadly, the turkey ended up less than five feet from me and 40 yards from them. And luckily, they didn't shoot because they would have gotten me. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a crazy experience. We were all pretty shook up after it ended. And I got the audio from that, too. And we'll probably play that for you all at some point. But we got lots of hunt audio, man. We still got a bunch to go. Yes, we do. What do you feel like was the one key to success or maybe two keys or three keys on this bird, on this hunt? So key one, setup. I Mm -hmm. moved up to where I could shoot into the bottom. Now, he was hot enough. I think he would have topped out and looked anyway. But I've had a lot of turkeys come right up on the other side of the ridge. Gobble, 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 gobble silence next gobbles a thousand yards off yeah i've had that happen quite often being able to shoot over the top i think that was key one key two he was coming in moving from left to right on the opposite ridge because i had been calling straight in front of me so he was going where that calling was come from and he was moving from my left to right up on top of the next ridge at 100 yards. I turned and threw a call over my left shoulder, and it immediately turned him, and he walked down and up to me. Mm-hmm. I think that was a big key because it, it put him in a position. I pretty much steered him to where I needed him to be to get a good, clean shot. And if he had continued walking right and come that way, I would have had to move my gun to the right, which for a right-handed shooter is much more difficult to kill. Yeah. So all I did to, to make him think the hen was back to where, from my position, make him think she's back behind me and to the left of where I'm sitting, which is where I want him to go. I turn, cut my hand, and throw that call back there. And he came right to it. And so that put him coming right across my gun barrel going from my right to left, which is exactly where I want a turkey to kill him. Mm-hmm. So that was a second key. And then key three, I mean, I think just I felt pretty realistic. I had myself kind of in the zone of I'm a turkey hen out here by myself feeding and calling. And I, I'm I'm talking to him. He's talking to me. And then I'm answering him once. You know, pop, 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 pop. you heard that one point right after he gobbled. And I don't know if you can hear it on the audio. When when I did that sequence, I was pretty conservative. I was yelping pretty good. But at one point, you know, I went pop, 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 pop. What happened is he gobbled and a turkey behind him further, which ended up being the other bird that had all the hens, he gobbled. And when the other one gobbled, I answered that other one hitting him hard. And I think that's what made the closer one be like, all right, I need to get on the move to get to this hen. <laughs> yeah. She might go over to Bruce if I don't hurry up. Right. And I think that was a big, big, big key to that deal because it went, he gobbled, and then further off you hear a pow, and I immediately pop, 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 got excited about him gobbling. And I think it made the closer one like, huh, I better get over there. Right. So that's yeah. all of that may be completely false. I'm just trying to put myself in their brains and it worked out. So whatever happened, it, you know, I'll probably do it again because it worked that time and it might not work next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. And that's why we keep going out. What yeah. works today doesn't work tomorrow. And that's that's why this chess game is so much fun. Yeah. Well, I've had that. I think that's a, a good strategy. I've had that work for me more often than not. If there's two birds answering, you call back to the further one. Mm-hmm. And it seems like to me it makes a close one get kind of jealous and think like, I don't hurry up and get over there, you know, she might start heading towards him because that's how it's supposed to work. The hen's supposed to go to the gobbler. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a way to break one of them into thinking, I better go to her. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my, I'll actually double that down as my calling tip of the week. So how about that? I like that. Yeah. How about that? Call to the distant gobbler. I read that in a book. 
and employed that this year when I had the opportunity, when I had different birds answering me. And I think it's definitely a strategy that needs to be in our subscribers toolbox. Mm-hmm. So there you go. How about that? That is bueno. For Boy, sure. I know. Yeah. I like have you that. ever done that or heard that? You know, I never have. The reasoning makes perfectly good sense. And, you know, especially in the situation that you're in dealing with that subordinate bird, you know, he's he's sitting there thinking, okay, I'm lonely and I may never get my chance. If she goes to, yeah, you know, the dominant bird over there, this goblin, he's always got the hens. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm calling to the one and we're talking. I mean, we're having good conversation. You know, we're we're about to go on date number one kind of thing. But then other bird gobbles and he hears me answer him. So he's thinking like, all right, me and Blondie are having a good talk. We're thinking about going out. But now she's showing interest in, you know, the captain of the football squad over here whooped me yesterday. I better get over there and like show off what I got before she moves on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think I think it works, man. I think it really works in the right situation. I guess the the difficult part is reading the situation, but I've kind of gotten out where if two birds are answering me, I try to I try to throw calls back at the further one, and it seems to get the closer one more on the move. I like that strategy. I like that calling tip. That's yeah. pretty good. So yep, what you get from reading books, man? Pick them up and read them. Yeah, I guess I need to learn how to read because obviously it's paying off for you. Yeah, well, I don't know why people read history and science and all that crap. There's turkey hunting books out there, folks. Read them. Uh, yeah, no doubt. <sighs> Mathematics, who needs it? There's turkeys. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's my call and tip of the week. Very and good. There was the hunt, so I think maybe you picked up something new this week, listeners. Maybe you picked up a good tip right there. I don't know. I know I did. I'll let you know if it works in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan. I bet you'll get an opportunity to try it. I'll be interested to see what happens. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. So what do you say we wrap this thing up? Let's do it. All right. So the favor of the week this week is to retweet the tweet for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys are following me on Twitter. My handle is at turkey hitman and if you will go to my twitter feed and pick up the tweet for this week's show and retweet that that would be a huge help and then on facebook if you would share the post for this week's episode on your timeline that would be huge as well and so that's the favor of the week is to help us out and spread the love on social media we would be very appreciative of that yes please With that said, be sure to tune in next week because we're going to have another hunt for you guys. And I know you're not going to want to miss that. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and stay safe as well. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on Hunting Afternoon Birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.